0: Hey there! Sit down, make yourself comfortable, and grab a cup of tea. Welcome to the 83rd episode of Thea's Tea. Thanks for tuning in! Welcome back, everybody. Glad to have you around. It's Thea, your host for Thea's Tea Podcast. For this week's Tea Talk, I am drinking some tea from my favorite brand, de la teresita this time it is flavored maracuja and flor de jamaica i believe which is hibiscus and it's one of my favorite flavors it's a packet that I, it's like a box that i got a while ago and it came with like so many little packs so i have a lot of time to use that for <laughs> and these tea bags come with little quotes as we know and love this particular one says todo lo que puedes cambiar a a ti mismo, pero a veces eso lo cambia todo, which means the only thing you can change is yourself but sometimes that changes everything which i think is very wise in terms of just how you can give the same life to different people and the way they will accept it and live it and lead it and seize opportunities put in front of them is entirely different and even though life is something that is really out of our control we can always control our response to things and that can be super powerful in just the way we lead our life our lives <laughs> so yeah that was just a nice little friendly reminder the mug I'm drinking this tea in is one from ambiente uh, living <laughs> um, and it's the basic mug that everybody has and that I love I got it for my 17th birthday this year it is just white it is big and it has a letter T on it in a really nice font just love this mug so classy and eternal. As for my setup, it is currently a Monday and we don't have school today. So for me, it's kind of like a Sunday and it is 12 11 p.m. I am sitting in my room with the blinds down. My room's a mess. I'm sitting on my bed, which is unmade, (laughs) by the way, recording this episode. It has been a very slow day, if I'm honest. Like I knew I had things to do today, but they're pretty chill and not things, not tasks that I like necessarily dread, which is obviously very good. But that just led me to be in a state where I feel just, like, really lazy, and since it's not things that I'm, like, stressed about, I don't feel, like, that push to get them done. But I realized that sooner or later I would have to do them. So I just decided to kind of turn my day around and start being a little bit more productive. But this morning I did have a lot of like sleeping in, just chilling on my phone, listening to music, just laying in my bed, doing nothing because I don't know, I was just really craving that and I can't properly think of the last time I did let myself just like do that. So (laughs) it was definitely important for me. With that being said, we have concluded the tea talk and let's move on with the rest of the episode. let's talk about my life, shall we? As we know, one of my favorite things to do. so the best way i can describe what has been going on in my life recently is very much saying that i have been living my vida loca this is how my friends and i describe just like our lives where we do whatever we want whenever we want we're just genuinely like thriving and living our best life which is definitely what i've been feeling especially in the social realm i've been talking about this for the past couple of episodes because i feel like my social life recently has definitely been on point and that makes me super happy so i feel like i can really grind throughout the week but in the weekend i do whatever i need to like replenish and just recharge and kind of like fill my tank and just balance out my life which is something that i really value so yes i have been living my vida loca (laughs) and recently i just feel like i've had the hit that i cannot believe i'm almost graduating it is currently august and i graduate like early december the time is quickly approaching and you can definitely feel it in the air with like the stress that all of the senior class is feeling all of the like big projects projects that we have to like finalize and prepare to be able to graduate you know the standardized testing here in colombia our senior paper, just all the exams, all the topics, teachers panicking because we're not going to be able to finish learning everything we need to (laughs) before we graduate. So yeah, you can definitely feel the stress in the air, but it came to a point where like that covered the fact that I'm almost graduating like, I got so wrapped up in the stress of the moment that I forgot, you know, that this is, like, my last year in high school, my last year, like, with all of my friends, with all these teachers in this institution, and it was kind of sad because I've been thinking about that non-stop the entire year, but I got so, like, taken away in this current stress that I kind of forgot to enjoy the process, to savor every moment, and of course, I still have, like, lots of moments left to savor, but you know what I mean? It's, like, the stress is overpowering, like, you know, the being able to enjoy the moment, which is not what I want. (laughs) But it is a reality, it's what's happening. So I'm just trying to take every moment one step at a time, prioritize things really carefully and do whatever it is I'm doing with my heart and my soul to make me feel like recharged, to make me feel aligned with my purpose and to just enjoy the little things, which is something that I feel like I've learned to do really well. So to continue, you know, being happy with small, simple things. Another really big thing I came to terms with this past week is just really understanding the power of manifestation and how that can impact like your actions and I know I sound like a super basic like teenage like white girl talking about manifestation on TikTok, And I've always kind of like rolled my eyes at this, but I think that recently I manifested subconsciously things into my life. So for instance, you know, back in quarantine, my life was like super dry in terms of like a boy drama. And it was the last thing in my mind because, you know, taking into account that I was in lockdown, like I didn't, want to like get into a relationship or anything, it felt like a waste of time. I saw my friends that were in relationships and how hard it was for them, so I just completely detached myself from that element. And when we started going back into normal life in like September last year, the the thought like re-entered my brain a little bit, but not that much, and I was very aware that I am a person who in this time was like meant to be single and to focus on myself and to work on my goals and everything and like blah blah blah. But i feel like recently even though what i just said like stays like is still a part of my life and how i know that technically like being in a relationship isn't the smartest choice because i have so much going on and because it could potentially be a distraction there is still a part of me that craves it especially since you know like i'm seeing my friends a lot more you know like in in-person school and everything and not all of them are in relationships like very few of them are but it's something that we all talk about and a lot of us are at least like talking with someone or liking someone or you know like somewhere on that spectrum you know so it has become something much more like present in my life and that i think about more and i feel like that has led different like circumstances to enter my life regarding you know, what I've been thinking about, you know? So it's just really opened my eyes in the sense that, like, yes, if you have, like, a subconscious, like, desire, it can come into your life, and that's, like, really funny, (laughs) but also, like, in the conscious way of things, it's been really empowering to see how you have control over the people in your life, at least to a certain extent, and I spent so many years just kind of, like, waiting for things to happen and waiting for destiny to play its course, but it's been kind of funky for me to realize that if you want somebody in your life then all you have to do is like reach out and see if there's like space for it you know like you have a certain control and it's so much more it brings me so much more peace to know that if i want something i can actually do it instead of waiting for everything to fall out of the sky so i definitely feel like i've been able to like take the cards in that sense and just kind of like explore regarding like my own wishes take the risks that i wanted you know if I had like a question about a certain thing, like to investigate about it and see like what life can be, you know? So yeah, that's definitely been a fun realization and a not so fun realization that I had was just, I've been feeling like really drained recently. And the other day I kind of understood at least in part why that is. And it's because it is so exhausting to be living your life and to not be working for your dreams on a regular basis. Don't get me wrong i have definitely been working for my dreams like in the life i'm living and in the time i'm at but not at the same rhythm that i did before for instance in the first semester i was really working hard on like my college application process and now i've suspended it a little bit because i'm working much harder in the model united nations that's coming up and that i'm organizing so it obviously demands more time and i've also been investing so much more energy in school which has increased in like difficulty since the previous semester so i feel like there's a part like there's a little bit of a void in me because i'm not working consistently for my long-term dreams and goals which is funny because when i was it wasn't necessarily like the highlight of my day the thing i always looked forward to like it was A bit of a burden but it brings you peace on a certain level to know that you are making smart decisions today because you are working for something that in your future you will be completely grateful for and so now that i'm not doing that as much i feel kind of kind of like heartbroken i guess because i feel like there's this part of me that that i'm not listening to but it's literally because i don't have time and i need to respond to the more immediate things and i understand that but there's still a part of me that's kind of like aching and that's feeling guilty so i'm really just expecting things to like level out in the future and for me to be able to divert again my attention to those things that bring me like profound peace um so yeah (laughs) i recognize that right now i need to respond to what's immediate but it was really eye-opening to just kind of have that realization that even though it can be exhausting like working for your dreams gives you like so much peace so diving into the topic for this week's episode as you can tell by the title we are going to be talking about stem which is one of those big topics that i had like in like On up there on the pyramid of topics to discuss on testy but that i felt like i wasn't ready like those big topics that you feel are essential for you to discuss at some point but you're waiting to feel like prepared enough and let me tell you guys i feel prepared enough (laughs) so stem is an acronym that i have been hearing for years and i finally feel like i have a unique story to uh talk about and to share regarding it so stem stands for science, technology, engineering, I've heard some people reference the E as energy, but for me, engineering is a better fit, mathematics, and yeah, that's in STEM, <laughs> ends on an M, and there's also STEAM, like some people address it like that, and they put like the A that's in there would be for art, but we are going to be talking about like plain old STEM with an E for engineering, because it's what I feel most familiar with. So i say that i've been in contact with this acronym for years because since like well i feel like throughout my whole like secondary school education i've had a strong affinity for stem you know since sixth grade i fell in love with math and i knew that i wanted that to be a part of what like my future career and i've always enjoyed like doing math you know in school the exams the homework and everything and then that started in 2016. in 2018 i joined a local robotics team which was a super big deal it was made up of i believe like eight ish schools in the city and we competed in the first robotics competition in west palm beach you know we traveled we made our robot and we competed there it was a completely like student-led initiative and some students like some alum of the alumni Of the robotics team and teachers of different schools. So it was just a really big deal and it was a project that was filled with passion. So that was like the big proper encounter I had with STEM and it uncovered many feelings that I had regarding the field and that I've learned to like work through and deal with and understand better. And so after that, you know, I've continued like exploring STEM in Olympiads and like math competitions. And you know, outside of the classroom, just learning more about science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And I was also in like a small, small robotics event in my school. I was also a volunteer at a larger scale, like youth um, robotics competition here in Medellin as a volunteer. And now I finally came to terms with the fact that STEM is the field that I want to pursue in my future, specifically along the route of science and like hard sciences. And so I feel like you know. It's not the end, it's not like a full circle moment because I feel like I'm about to embark on a huge journey and where I'll learn like so many more things that I can talk about in future episodes. But for now, I feel like there is a certain cycle that has elapsed in terms of like when I first was introduced to STEM and where I am now regarding STEM and everything that I've learned and how I've sort of discovered my role in STEM, which is what this episode is gonna be like surrounding a little bit more specifically. So i'm just really excited to talk about this to share my story especially regarding like the intersectionality that i have being like a teenager being a girl being latin american like all the prejudice and also just not being like gifted like a genius you know (laughs) i just really want to attest in like a sincere like honest relatable way like uh, to give my testimony about stem you know and hopefully this can open your eyes or you can feel like you relate to it so for this episode first I'm going to be talking about STEM today and just the unique moment I feel like we're living in history and then a big realization that I've had regarding STEM and just like my relationship with it and lastly what it's like being a woman in STEM or a woman I don't want to say that's about to enter the field because I have had experience in the field but about to enter the field like more seriously if you will so let's dive right in So I am just completely in awe and I feel so grateful to be living in STEM and be witnessing STEM history in the 21st century because I feel like it's such a unique moment in time. And what blows my mind the most is I feel like we are at a really rich point because we have both big questions and big tools to address those questions. So I think a lot about ancient history specifically ancient greece where all of these thinkers had these huge questions about the universe and about science and they attempted to answer them very like empirically because they didn't have the tools to answer them but now we can have those questions and we can have the tools to give accurate answers to them and that for me is just so exciting, like imagine telling like ancient philosophers and the first engineers like everything we've learned and everything we have been able to do at this day and age, like that makes me feel so proud and so happy and so excited, so that's why I think that being in STEM or simply being a person in the 21st century, even if you have nothing to do with STEM is so fascinating because we have a combination of the curiosity and the desire to learn more but also what we need to actually be able to do like proper investigation and research that can lead to reliable answers quite frankly there is technology like there never has been before we are constantly like making these huge groundbreaking discoveries and coming up with these tools that can allow us to do things we couldn't have even imagined before you know like just the thought of an ordinary computer like a century ago or more, that could have seemed like totally out of the question, like something that you couldn't even put inside of your head, you know? You can't even think of a computer. And now it's something that we all use, like a lot of us use on a daily basis, and it's become really widespread. It's genuinely empowering to know that we have so many resources at our fingertips and that there is an avenue to pursue, like, every kind of interest that we could possibly have and that leads me to my next point which is that we're at a time where people genuinely care about stem we're not like in the dark ages where science was considered like an upright crime you know we live in a society where stem is openly embraced and encouraged and even though you could argue that it needs more funding it needs more this it needs more that like yes totally valid but in comparison to other like parts of history we are extremely well positioned in terms of how we perceive science and that makes me really happy we definitely still have a long way to go but i'm really excited specifically in how stem is coming up for upcoming generations how it's starting to be taught in a more creative way in school you know from like the basic levels for little kids how they're being exposed from a young age to like coding and robotics and all of these like exciting things and just like these research product projects which is specifically what's happening in my school just like seeing all of these different disciplines like overlap and make really rich spaces for STEM and how some world leaders are beginning to recognize like the importance of, you know, like proper STEM systems and like the resources on all levels and just like I love to see how it's earning the place it deserves. So I think that it's the perfect time for you to be like exploring this field because i feel like there's a certain buzz to it especially you know with covid we realized how important science is and how you know how many lives it can save and how it can improve life quality and how it can help humanity as a whole and so we all really recognize the importance and the utility that it has so we're all kind of like we respect it you know which is important even if you don't like directly practice it or you or you're not directly like affiliated with it, you respect the people who do, and that's not to say that scientists are gods, you know, I I don't mean that, because all professions and all like ambits of knowledge are just as valuable and contribute just as much to existence, but I feel like what we've, like the space we've created for STEM is just really special, and I think that it can, it's opening many doors for like more advancements, and a really interesting part of STEM that is emerging right now precisely because of all of these new technologies, all of these new possibilities, and the upcoming debate in question is regarding ethics. Science isn't innately good, you know. You can even though knowledge can seem like this automatically automatically good thing that can open so many doors, and it does open so many doors, but the way I see it, science and knowledge in general is power for the person who possesses it. And that person will exploit that knowledge regarding their personal interests, and they will use it to benefit their personal interests. And it is no secret that this has oftentimes happened for people who don't have the best morals at heart and who use it for not good goals. (laughs) So yes, the art of knowing things and discovering things and understanding how things work is so beautiful and so valuable. But that can easy, easily be twisted and that can easily be turned to the other side and it can easily be used in another way in a way that doesn't help humanity. And that's when my physics teacher reminds us all the time that the upcoming generation of scientists is going to face so many like moral dilemmas and is going to have to think about how they're going to apply what they learn and what they discover and how they want to put it to use and how they're going to let it be put to use and the most specific answer i can get of this is nuclear bombs these are a huge technological advancement and they represent like like a like like the peak of you know human knowledge being put together to discover something to make an invention and it represents a very valuable like intellectual process but the fact that it's being used used like at the cost of humanity and you know to produce like so much harm and to hurt so many people like and like at the end of the day like for what you know so even though some technological advancements can represent like so much knowledge and so much evolution like is that really worth it for how they're being used i think it's a really interesting debate that's arising especially in my case as a person who loves ethics and philosophy and morals and also loves science and technology, I feel like it's really interesting to see the intersection of this. And one of the most prominent examples, another one I guess, um, is bioethics. And I did an entire episode of this on my other podcast called Our Point Is, if you want to check it out. This is a case, for instance, with abortion, with euthanasia, with um, cryogenization, like freezing yourself, like all of that represents you know how these tools are almost taking advantage of us which we have tools that are bigger than ourselves so how are we going to use that how are we going to place limits should we even place limits would it be considered to put the brakes on our own human evolution and intellect if we put limits on that you know all of these like fascinating questions which i feel like are in the center of you know the future of technology so those are just some of my thoughts on stem in the 21st century and how obsessed i am and how thankful i am that i was put on this earth (laughs) at this time for me to pursue the field that i am gonna pursue because i feel like it's just the perfect it's a combination of the perfect elements to make it so rich and fascinating and i'm just now realizing that i've mentioned the field i'm going into the field i'm going into without being specific and I have mentioned it before on my podcast, but I am interested in going into astrophysics. So specifically in that field, like they're, like everything I mentioned is so spot on for what we're currently living in that sense. So I'm really excited. I've had a lot of doubts in my process with STEM and the past few weeks have been weeks of extreme like enlightenment and realizations and just like affirmations in this field and in my role in it (laughs) so i wanted to share some of these lessons especially if you are a person that's aspiring to enter stem themselves but has their doubts like these these are the responses to the doubts that i have that give me complete peace and confidence in entering this field so (laughs) um, the first one is that stem has a reputation of being challenging for a reason (laughs) oh my gosh When I was little like the basic math felt so easy and so effortless and I just kind of expected it to be that way forever and obviously as I started growing up like the complexity of the problems started to increase and they became more and more challenging and I felt like that meant that I was decreasing in quality and not that the problems were increasing in difficulty so that led to an upfront crisis of me thinking that i wouldn't be able to enter stem if i wasn't able with some basic high school physics then how would i be able to understand black holes in university like it led me to quite literally spiral into just like a pit of self-doubt and uncertainty and all of that and here's the thing (laughs) um stem as i said has the reputation of being challenging for a reason it is such a demanding field that requires so much studying so much preparation so many hours of revision of working on problem sets of grasping concepts of understanding reading analyzing like it is so complex and sure like there's a random gifted person here and there for which all of this isn't like a struggle but that's definitely not the norm those are like cases like apart that's not the standard or the default and sure you will run into people in stem which are extremely arrogant and say that they never study that they never revise and that they do extremely well whether or not that's the truth is honestly beneath me at this point i don't wanna care about that anymore. But the point is that STEM is without a doubt a challenging field and it will require you to push yourself and it will be stressful and it will be hard, you know? It's not meant to be easy. If it were easy, everybody everybody would be doing it. So just kind of like making peace with the fact that it is hard lifted a weight from my shoulders because I didn't feel like shame when I didn't understand something at once or when I failed an exam or when I made a mistake, you know? Because I knew that I was making the choice to enter a very challenging field and that I had to be compassionate with myself if I wanted to succeed. Like, there's literally no other way to deal with it if than being kind to yourself. If you're hard on yourself your entire career in STEM, like, that's gonna be impossible, you know? Because it is hard, like, it it, it, it is hard, and it will be a challenge. So to make that experience pleasant for you or even possible for you you're gonna need to be a little bit more understanding towards yourself and this came like really hard for me as a perfectionist because as perfectionists we tend to expect things to be handed to us for things to be natural easy effortless and i made a whole episode talking more about this if you want to listen to it but the point is that it's not the case with stem it's going to require like a lot of hard work and a lot of effort And that's the beauty of it. You know, that's something that's a challenge you're accepting when you enter the field. You know, you're saying, yes, I am ready. And I feel like I'm up to the challenge of pushing myself in this way. You know, you have to accept that when you're accepting STEM and you can't expect that it's going to be easy breezy. because those expectations are just going to make you suffer more and just reading like what the type of warnings that people have for people like going into stem you're going to face so much failure you're going to face so much criticism and that's a part of the process you need to normalize it you need to accept it and you need to like learn to deal with it so that it doesn't like destroy you every single time another big point for me was understanding what knowledge really is and it's not just getting good marks for me it really is being able to apply what you see in the classroom in the world around you and more so in a field like stem which is based on so much of like application and you know nature that surrounds you true knowledge is the work you put in outside of the classroom how much you study on your own how much how in depth you go on your own simply because you want to you know with how much rigor you prepare for your classes and for your exams or whatever it is how you're able to apply the logic you know what how you perceive the problems how like the intellectual process you have when you face a challenge you know how much passion you put into it how much you care about it, how much you're willing to sacrifice for it and it's just the abstract understanding you have over topics if you're willing to And if you can explain it to somebody else, if you can share that knowledge and continue passing it on, for me, that is what truly knowing means, you know, and I feel like we put so much pressure on exams, which are a way of oversimplifying the process, when in reality, knowing and grasping concepts is something that you can't put on a piece of paper. And I'm just really excited to be recording this episode. I just like came to this realization randomly but through my podcast many people assume that I'm going into a field of like communications or humanities or something like that and even though that is a huge interest and passion that I have obviously that's why I do this. I like the podcast because it's a compliment to all the other energy that I kind of like put towards STEM and like logical thinking and all of that stuff. And so hopefully through this, you can understand like why I am going into that field, even if I have like such a strong passion for, you know, the other side (laughs) of knowledge. So yeah, my point there is that knowing isn't what we have thought it is, at least for me. <laughs> like, yeah, the way I looked at knowledge now growing up, I realize is not necessarily accurate, and I have I have been on a huge quest with intelligence, like, for so long. I made an episode all about intelligence, like, early on in the podcast, if you want to check it out, but it's a question that I've been asking myself for a long time, and people around me are showing me what intelligence can look like. The next point is the collective community in STEM, and I can say with like from the bottom of my heart that i'm so excited to go into this field because i feel like the stem community is such an inspiring place to be a part of from the little contact that i have started to have with it i feel completely excited to enter it because i feel like it has an unparalleled collaborative culture my physics teacher talks to me about you know when she was getting like her a master's and just she's constantly taking courses outside of like you know, the school she teaches. (laughs) Um, And it's so interesting because the way she describes it is that the community of scientists is so passionate, so willing to share knowledge, so eager to talk about the things they're working on, the things they're interested in, the things they've learned. And it's a really safe space of just interacting and sharing knowledge. And that's what I've started to feel in the college courses that I'm taking, where everybody's so excited to talk about, you know, their specific interests and to teach you from a really like loving place where they're so eager to just kind of like continue sharing that knowledge and where they're not selfish with it which is one of my it's not a fear because i now know that it's not the case but in general in life i'm scared of people who are selfish with treasures (laughs) so it's really heartwarming to know that the stem community is not the case with that that we're recognized for being people who are always eager to share and to continue teaching and to just make the world a more like a smarter place you know and i feel proud to be entering that community obviously there are definitely like people who don't fit in with that and who are like exceptions but i feel really confident saying that in general what i've perceived is that people as like the community as a whole definitely represents you know, that desire of sharing knowledge and spreading it. And just as it was exciting for me to first read this new information, it's gonna be exciting for me to share that information with you and to explain it in a simple way. Ladies and gentlemen, and we are back after the short commercial break. This is me two hours later because um, I had to do a meeting and eat lunch. So a lot has changed. First of all, there is a fly. In my bedroom or should i say studio and it is pissing me off (laughs) second of all i don't know if you can hear but it is pouring well it's raining like relatively hard i hope this makes for a nice asmr in the background damn jackie i can't control the weather (laughs) i'm sorry if it bothers you but it makes for a really peaceful background for me (laughs) now where was i i was going to start talking about how stem brings together a really unique crowd of people and I admire everybody in the STEM community, especially students, because a lot of them say that they weren't particularly good in math or in physics during high school, but even so they decided to pursue the career because deep down, like it was what truly interested them, like despite the numbers. If that scared them, then they paid more attention to like their passion and their intuition than their fear over numbers. And I think that's really inspiring because they didn't let you know something as like overwhelming as math (laughs) um prevent them from doing what they really wanted and so that really goes to show that if there's a will there's a way and again we always come back to the same thing stem is a really challenging career so the fact that people still choose to undergo it and are still passionate and happy doing it i feel like really goes to show like how special it can be and i feel like it's really special also because it just proves your scientific curiosity you go through a lot when you go through stem and i think that really like your north star is just your passion for whatever it is you're learning so it really strengthens you know your curiosity your desire to you know expand your knowledge or whatever in this specific topic so i feel like it's just really like incredible to see people with such specific interests be able to pursue them for a living now i want to shift the conversation towards women in STEM. So it is no doubt that STEM is a field in which women are extremely underrepresented, underrepresented, <laughs> um, because it's a field that's really dominated by men. And you can see it in like so many ways, you know, where people just expect boys graduating high school to become engineers, and they expect women to go into like, I guess you could call it like softer types of skills or yeah, just like different places. And so it's just become like a common culture, like a common like understanding, like a stereotype um for you know men to be the only ones that are allowed to go into stem and for men to be the ones who can do it better which becomes really hurtful it shatters so many dreams of like women aspiring to go into stem and like so many issues in the world like so many issues regarding like gender inequality you know it really just needs to imp- like a shift in the paradigm where women become just as welcome in stem as men are and i'm not necessarily like i recognize that we need to make our way like it's not just going to fall out of the sky um but it also implies stuff on like the other end as well you know we as women can fight for positions in business in like um yeah like like for work and all of that stuff but at the end of the day you know if like the ceo is a man and he doesn't want to grant us a like position then it's out of our hands so i think it really needs to go between women believing that they're capable and also the men in power you know like being becoming a little bit more flexible and accepting that the industry needs to be a diverse place and that women are just as capable as men and we can complement you know their work like really well so this just goes to show that it really becomes harder for us you know just entering you know a classroom that is filled with boys where the teacher is a guy as well and feeling like you need to prove yourself off the bat is really overwhelming because I feel like specifically looking at college, you know, coming into like a new space with new people and feeling like you need to prove your intelligence because of the school you come from or the place you come from or whatever is already enough. But in addition to have to feel like you need to prove yourself further just because you're a woman isn't right. <laughs> I even came to hear that there was a university where, you know, teachers would, no, not teachers, like one teacher would um for instance if you asked a question and boys and girls raised their hands he would always let boys answer because he said that women always extended themselves more in, in the answer and that boys were like more concrete um and he preferred that so he decided to always just let men speak instead of girls which is a clear act of discrimination and like stereotypes and all of that so it just shows you a little bit like the harsh world you're entering and obviously this is something that you're aware of once you like go in and you you take it upon yourself to like fight against that so because of all of that really being a woman in stem wakes up a huge sense of insecurity within me i made an episode on this talking about how um on what feminism means to me and like feeling inferior to men so stem is a really big place in which that plays out for me but I honestly feel like I'm just entering the field with the mindset that I need to make my own space for myself, um, where I feel like I won't be entirely listened to, or I won't be entirely taken into account, where just my opinion won't be the priority, even like in college, and group projects, and like the industry, I just am really aware of like the harsh reality that it won't be smooth sailing for me, and that, that makes me really nervous, you know, and I feel like precisely because i feel so insecure and i feel like i'm underneath the average which i'm not (laughs) um that's gonna push me to try harder to work harder to be better and it's probably gonna give me a bit of an edge that more privileged people don't have um and that's gonna push me to constantly like want to prove myself and thus possibly even be better than my peers who were just comfortable from the beginning so it is kind of like a blessing and a curse um obviously you know being like discriminated is not a good thing but it is admirable that we are we are being pushed to work harder to fight for the same things because it means that we're overall just more prepared and more equipped human beings and employees and with all of this i want to make a big distinction not only talking about women in stem but just as a general person entering stem i don't want to come off as a person who's making herself like the victim uh you know like oh my gosh i'm going into a field that's really underrepresented or underrepresented oh my gosh um or oh my gosh i'm going into this really challenging field pray for me like no that's not what i'm trying to do it's just this is the reality of the workplace i'm striving for and i want to recognize it for what it is and talk about it the way it is in case you weren't familiar with this or you want to learn more about this because it's the world we live in so like we have a right to know and to talk about it the way it is (laughs) And honestly, I just have to be informed so that I can tackle it in the best way possible. And we know that my podcast is one of my favorite ways to inform myself and to inform those around me. So yeah, I just wanted to make that distinction that I am recognizing, you know, the world I'm going into and what my responsibility is in that and like what I want to change in it. So yeah, with that, I just wanted to show you guys that being a woman in STEM is hard. If you know a woman in STEM, give her a hug or applaud her because she is really doing the best so let's wrap up with a couple of main takeaways we started this conversation talking about stem today and how we have the biggest inquiries we have ever had but we also have the biggest tools to answer them that we have ever had we also talked about How we're in a context that to a certain extent definitely encourages and strengthens stem and it's really a fun place to be because it's a rich culture of everybody wanting to learn more and then we also learned that one of the main debates right now is the whole topic of ethics and science and how we're going to equally prioritize them and how they're going to interact together Then we moved on to talking about my big realizations in the field of STEM, how I really learned that it was a hard field and that I needed to accept it for what it was and accept my own abilities and treat myself with compassion during the journey that's in front of me. We also learned that knowledge isn't what we would typically expect it to be and to recognize that in STEM, knowledge goes so much more just the grade you get on an exam and how you need to understand the entire world around you. We also talked about the STEM community and how it's a rich space for exchanging knowledge and learning from other people and just really pushing yourself and working in a team. And along those same lines, we talked about the specific people that come into STEM and how they're all super strong, how they all are just as passionate about different things, and they're devoting their lives to the biggest questions they've ever had. Of course, not putting STEM on a pedestal or saying that it is more important than other fields or other careers because there is so much beauty in all the passion that is in any field that is pursued and I admire every job in the world. But today, of course, I took a little bit more of a focus on STEM and I'm totally biased on this because it is what I want to do with my life. But yeah, every job is valid, every job is beautiful and every employee, every hardworking employee is a person to admire. And lastly we talked about women in STEM so we of course shed a light on how we are underrepresented in this sector and what that means for us and how that can lead to insecurity and really feeling that we need to prove ourselves much more than our male counterparts but of course at the end I made a very clear distinction that I'm not here to complain about being a woman and I'm not here To complain about being a woman entering stem i appreciate and i feel that i'm really lucky to have these opportunities but i just wanted to make sure that i knew the world that i was entering and that you guys as listeners and as people who know people in stem were aware of the challenges that we may face so those were the main ideas that i wanted to sum up for this episode i swear this fly is driving me (laughs) insane but anyways we are now going to be moving on to the weekly favorites. This week I bring to you an item for my closet, a candy, and a habit. So the closet item is a pair of white jeans that I own. I feel like white jeans are superior. They are such a versatile item because you can really dress them down or dress them up. Like if you're going to a fancy event, white jeans are like totally fancy passing if you pair them with like a nice blouse um so i feel like yeah white jeans are just really cool and i feel like they look really nice even though the pair i have doesn't fit me the way i would want to i feel like it's just such a staple piece and i've worn them a lot the past couple of days and i feel like every time i wear them i like the way they look and i like the way they like match the other article I'm article item <laughs> i'm wearing so yeah 10 out of 10 would recommend they're from forever 21 but you know obviously they're like such a staple standard piece that you can get anywhere um yeah just i got i literally didn't get them in store like my dad got them for me and i wasn't there with him so that's why they don't fit properly and i got them tailored but even so they don't fit me the way i would want to but i still love them and if i wear them that much even if i don't love the way they fit me then that really says a lot about (laughs) how amazing they are next item is a specific type of candy which if you know me well you know that i'm absolutely obsessed with so here in colombia we have a candy brand called trululu and they have these candies that are gummies they're basically like O shaped, you know, they're like rings. And in Spanish, they're called aros, which means rings. And they come in three colors one's like blue green, another one's like pink, and the other one's orange. My favorite ones are the orange. They are delicious, spectacular. I love the taste. You know, we still have some for my birth- sister's birthday party, um, and I am gonna get one right after I finish recording this. But they are so good. I don't know how to describe them. They're the perfect amount of sweet. Um, yeah they are just so much better than the pink and blue ones but they're the flavors that nobody likes so they're always more for me. Ugh, yes they are just so delicious i love them i will never get tired of them thank you if you ever want to see me happy give me an orange truluru arito (laughs) and lastly my favorite habit has been chilling with my mom um my mom got back a while ago from a job that she was doing outside of the city so ever since she's been back i've been loving to spend time with her and to just go to a room chill chat with her even if like she's watching tv and i'm on like my phone to just be there next to her and we can talk about like our days and what we've like experienced and been through and just our thoughts so it's been really nice for me to be able to connect with her again and yeah just top 10 people in the planet and yeah with that i conclude my weekly favorites thanks for tuning in well that's about it for this episode i would like to clarify that i am not a specialist Everything I share is based off of my experience and what I've learned. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram, at Thea's Podcast. I'm very active on there. It's a visually aesthetic platform built with interactive spaces for us. Please tag me on your stories and send me pics listening with your tea. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. (laughs) Whatever your platform lets you do, it would help me out a lot. Because reviews are the only way I can start growing getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, I read reviews on here, so if you want to be featured, go on right ahead. Please spread this episode with any friends or family you think will like it. I would love it for you to share your thoughts on this podcast. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor or through my email, theastypodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out for business inquiries and set up sponsorships through there as well. Make sure to check out the show notes. There's a bunch of fun stuff listed down there, alongside with links to everything I mentioned here today. Remember, you can join me every Thursday for a new episode, including the last one of every month with the guest and an additional bonus monthly Q&A. Thank you for your time and for joining me in my little corner of the internet. I appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. Have a beautiful week and a wonderful existence.